0: the world called Craig's List. Ooh, three times. Clatu Barada <laughs> necktie. Oh man. Clatu Barada nectar. Nickel noodle. Keanu Barack Obama. Ah, <laughs> uh, nothing. <laughs> Tattoo, banana, Nick Frost. Carla, I'm having the hardest time activating this Necronomicon. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Any recommendations? Uh... I'm supposed to say the magic phrase to unlock the Necronomicon.
1: Are you expecting me to remember it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe the problem is that I loaded it on my Kindle. So, this is not actually the real Book of the Dead with like a face on it and everything. It's all on an e-reader. So, Yeah. Oh, I see. Activate microphone. There you go. It's always a technology thing. (laughs) Carla, Thanksgiving is... Why am I saying Thanksgiving? Halloween is over. Good morning,
1: Craig. Good morning. I'm
0: so psyched for Thanksgiving that... (laughs)
1: We are putting up our Christmas tree today, which is November 2nd.
0: That's also insane, because (laughs) traditionally, you put up your Christmas decorations on the day after Thanksgiving, So what?
1: It's been a tough year. Let's get into the spirit, man. Let's live it up.
0: It's two days after Halloween. It's one day before Election Day, and we've still got some movies to cover from our month of horror.
1: We do. We really need to get our shit together and get this done. I don't want to release on election day, but I feel like that's the way this is going.
0: Well, I think that's probably true, Carla.
1: But maybe, you know, hopefully people don't see that as a sign of disrespect and more think like, we're just helping you get your mind off of things.
0: Yeah, I I think that's a good thing to distract people with
1: Mm -hmm. our silly
0: little podcast. But we did complete the task that we set out to do. We did. We watched 31 horror or horror-adjacent movies in 31 days. We sure did. And now it's November and none of you care. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I wouldn't care. I'd be like, you guys, come on.
0: But how do we watch a movie on the 31st and still get the podcast out that same day?
1: It's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. We're not
0: Paul and Janie. (laughs) We're not going to put out a commentary track of us watching a movie. We
1: should have. I can't believe they thought of that before we did. No,
0: they beat us to the punch. Uh, (laughs) That would be really fun to do, right? So then you could hear Carla's quotes in real time.
1: Yeah. After six years, we still hadn't thought to do that. Has it been six years? It hasn't.
0: It might have been.
1: No, it's been four years.
0: Four years? Okay. But it feels like...
1: Four and a half years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. It's been four years, but it feels like four and a half years. <laughs> that seems accurate. Because I probably write down a third of the Carla's quotes. <laughs> uh, so I think to, to get the full unbridled commentary track for two hours of a movie would be incredible. Carla, what did we watch for this week's, or this week's, today's episode?
1: We watched Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness.
0: So we're covering the Evil Dead trilogy by Sam Raimi by watching two of them. Right. And skipping the first one.
1: You said we should skip the first one. My brother said that too. We're doing this because my brother said you should definitely watch these movies and you can skip the first one.
0: We're doing it partially because we needed a category that had only two movies.
1: Yeah, but right? more so I wanted to see them because I'd never seen them.
0: And I was surprised that you'd never seen them. How
1: did these get past me? These are so in Carla, like teenage Carla's wheel, wheelhouse.
0: <laughs> Maybe not an adult Carla's wheelhouse.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: in particular during Army of Darkness, I kept saying, you know, if you had seen this when it came out, you know. It they, would have
1: changed my life. <laughs> 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 I would have been quoting it all the time.
0: You'd be saying, give me some sugar, baby, and yeah. look at you, Mr. Fancy Pants. I don't know
1: how I missed out on these. I am embarrassed.
0: Because obviously your brother My is brother a fan. My brother saw
1: them, and I didn't get a chance to follow up and figure out how he saw them without me. But all I can think of is that the first one wasn't widely released, probably. Right? It, Evil Dead 2, right?
0: It's, well, part of the problem was that it was released unrated. So there's only so many theaters that could show it. It still made a pretty good profit off of a limited budget, but yeah, I mean, it might not have made it to your local multiplex.
1: It came out in 87, right?
0: I believe so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I would have been too young. I would have been seven and my brother would have been four. Certainly. So, and then on video, my parents would have never gotten that for us. Although I don't know. <laughs> they rented a lot of questionable stuff for us, but I just can't imagine. Like they didn't ever rent us horror movies.
0: And the Evil Dead trilogy is more graphic than most, I think. Though it yeah. gets progressively sillier with the gore, intentionally so.
1: Yeah, I just don't think my parents would have rented that. And then when the second one came out, was that 92
0: Yeah, Army of Darkness, 92.
1: So I would have been 12. My brother probably saw it on video the next year. I would have been 13, and we would have hated each other at that point. (laughs) (laughs) So we were not participating in any activities together. So
0: there was only a sweet spot of like two or three years where you and your brother were bonding over movies when you were kids?
1: Well, like when when I was 14, I think our parents divorced. or I can't remember if it was 13 or 14. We moved from Florida to Kentucky when I was 12. So like there was just a lot going on.
0: Okay. Fair enough.
1: I don't think we were watching movies together. Okay, that's my background.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the reason we could skip the first Evil Dead is that Evil Dead 2 is pretty much a remake of Evil Dead, which is one of the strangest things that's ever happened for a sequel.
1: Yeah. I, I still don't totally under... Like, whenever I make something, I'm so sick of it when it's done. Once I've put it out in the world... I would never go back to
0: it. Not Sam Raimi. He loves telling this story.
1: (laughs) He is into this story.
0: So Sam Raimi and his lead actor, Bruce Campbell, who plays Ash, who were, I believe, childhood friends. They made a short film in like 1978 that was like a 10-minute proof of concept for Evil Dead. So it it even dates further back than that. They shot the original Evil Dead in 1979 uh in Tennessee I believe and it was released in 1981 uh totally independent production and it was got an X rating whoa and <laughs> like any aspiring horror film director or writer It got what you're hoping to get, which is the stamp of approval from Stephen King. So Stephen King kind of talked up the movie and that got it some attention. So I remember my friend Toby and I renting this movie in maybe 83 or 84 and knowing it was an X rating and it was rumored to be just one of the grossest, most graphic, terrifying movies that anybody had ever Mm -hmm. seen. And so I, I distinctly remember like watching it late at night over at Toby's house and being freaked out by it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm curious. I do want to go back and watch the first one as well. I now, would watch it now that we've watched these two, because I remember it being less silly and more straight up horror.
1: Right.
0: Though I think Sam Raimi certainly has a distinctive style and there must be kind of humorous parts to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the Linda in the first movie is Betsy Baker, who was a student of ours oh, yeah. uh, at the West Side Comedy Theater yeah. So recently.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so she's a, a veteran actress. She's in the original Evil Dead as, as Linda. And, she's like uh, a funny
1: improviser, too. Yeah, she's
0: a very funny improviser. But yeah, but Sam Raimi did not feel that this story was done yet. He wanted right. to tell it again. And so... Six years later, he got a higher budget from Dino De Laurentiis, uh, kind of the legendary that guy,
1: the Hannibal guy, right?
0: Is he the Hannibal guy?
1: Isn't he the doesn't he own the rights to Hannibal?
0: Maybe he does.
1: To that character,
0: I didn't know that.
1: Am I thinking of the wrong person?
0: <laughs> well, Dino De Laurentiis, uh, he might be dead now, but he's kind of a
1: his son owns it now, I think.
0: They are. A wealthy Italian family that produces schlocky movies. Like, I think they did the Masters of the Universe movie.
1: Which I love. I love Masters of the Universe. and We are going to do it for Craigslist. Why?
0: Why would we do that? I
1: actually rewatched it not too long ago, and it is so silly and fun.
0: Frank Langella is Skeletor, right?
1: He's wonderful. <laughs> Courtney Cox is in it. It's great.
0: Okay. Look, I'm not averse to watching Masters of the Universe. What's the
1: guy's name? Dolph Lundgren? No.
0: Dolph Lundgren. I don't know why you're adding an extra syllable there. What's his name? Dolph Lundgren. Really? Yeah.
1: What? How did I get that right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think you were also thinking of Bill Lundegaard, maybe, who is the boss from <laughs> Office Space. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I'd watch that. All right. I'm not going to say no to anything with Courtney Cox and Frank Langella.
1: <laughs> You're the, gonna two bay, it. the
0: two biggest sex symbols of my youth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun.
0: Anyway, Dino gave Sam a little more money. Uh, but even then, you can see that Evil Dead 2 is uh, kind of rinky-dink as well. It's got very much kind of a homemade feeling to it. Right. And so... The apply to the original Evil Dead is you get five college students, including Ash and Linda, who go to this cabin, remote cabin, uh, and get tormented by demons that they unlock from the Book of the Dead. And so the first ten minutes of Evil Dead 2 kind of replay that, but just with Ash and Linda, and they eliminate the other characters. And then they kind of replicate the same thing by having three other characters come in uh to the house and get tormented and killed by demons.
1: Right. I'm sorry. I'm just looking up this Hannibal thing. Yes. Yes, that's the Hannibal guy.
0: Okay. Okay. I did not know that.
1: I know something you don't know.
0: I think you know a lot of stuff that I don't know. (laughs) And Bruce Campbell, when he's asked about Evil Dead 2, says it's not a sequel. It's a requel.
1: Wait. When asked about... Evil Dead 2 says it's not a sequel, it's a requel, M- meaning a redo.
0: It's like a hybrid of a sequel and a remake.
1: Okay. A requel. A requel.
0: Which, which I like that.
1: Yeah, good for him.
0: Uh, well, let's go chronologically through these movies a little bit with a segment that we like to call Carla's Quotes. She's feeling her oats and Craig's taking notes. Whatever they are, it's Carla's
1: Quotes. Jonathan Dinerstein, thank you. <laughs>
0: We don't give enough credit to Jonathan Dinerstein by the way for his wonderful theme songs uh for the the our opening theme song as well as the Carlos quotes theme song which he just did out of the kindness of his heart and so of nice. course Ken Plume our audio engineer who wonderfully cleans up uh, all of our shit, and also did the the remix version of Jonathan's theme song for Halloween. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, Ken. Thank you, Jonathan. We really appreciate all your hard work on this podcast.
1: High five.
0: Um, so I had seen Evil Dead 2 maybe around 10 years ago or so. I didn't see it at the time. Uh And I think because the original Evil Dead got an X rating, which kind of was associated with pornography alone, right, and severely limited their ability to release it, they didn't want to put Evil Dead 2 before the ratings board, which, again, kind of screws them with, like, more family-friendly multiplexes. Mm-hmm. But uh I guess it did better than having an X rating. It would be an NC-17, I think, at that time they had added that rating. Really? Um but it it turned a pretty good profit as an independent movie in uh, in 1987. Uh you're going to love this detail. Sam Raimi and his co-writer Scott Spiegel uh wrote this movie when they lived in a house in Silver Lake along with the Cohen brothers, Francis McDormand, Holly Hunter and Kathy Bates.
1: What? <laughs> That's so weird.
0: That's one house in Silver Lake where they all lived together.
1: Which house was it?
0: I don't know. Let's
1: go find out.
0: <laughs> I hope it was tiny, too.
1: <laughs> Wait. The Cohen brothers, Francis McDormand, Kathy Bates, and these two guys. That's six people.
0: And apparently the character of Bobby Joe in Evil Dead 2 was inspired by Holly Hunter. Uh, Sam Raimi and the Cohen brothers wrote a movie together called Crime Wave in 1985, which is almost impossible to find now and is very hmm. obscure. Uh, but you can definitely... You know, I kind of talked about like Barry Sonnenfeld's like famous like moving camera in the Cohen brothers early movies. You can definitely see that same style with Sam Raimi with the camera just shooting through the woods. Yeah. In in these movies. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they could afford a steady cam. I think that literally is him running with the camera wow. in the woods. How fun. Um so <laughs> right as we're starting this movie, Carlos said, Is this scary? It's like funny, right? <laughs> and it's silly.
1: By the end, I still wasn't sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of mixes a gross-out gore fest with a Looney Tunes cartoon mm-hmm. is kind of the, the style of it. Sam Raimi is obviously very influenced by Three Stooges. hmm So I think – and I got to admit that Looney Tunes and Three Stooges isn't necessarily my style of comedy. Mm-hmm. I can respect it. I can buy into it, you know, in small doses, I think. Mostly, and I think Army of Darkness pulls it off much better than Evil Dead 2 does. Like, I just kind of appreciate the audacity of it. Where they know exactly what kind of movie they want to make and they just fucking go for it. Yeah. Also, both movies are around 80, 85 minutes.
1: Which is perfect. Which is a
0: good length. For, for something like this. It's my like favorite
1: this.
0: length. Uh, so the Necronomicon comes from H.P. Lovecraft.
1: Oh. By the way. that's That something, guy.
0: That guy. That old racist guy. Yeah. Um, so that that's a concept that he kind of invented in his short stories, but I think they depart from the canon of Lovecraft pretty quickly in this. Carla right away said, this has a bigger budget than the first one.
1: <laughs> it didn't seem <laughs> like it should or would.
0: And uh, Linda gets killed right away.
1: Poor Linda.
0: Well, that's what you said. You said, what? Linda. Poor Linda. I don't know if she deserved that. <laughs> Carla's big on who get who deserves to die and who doesn't.
1: <laughs> S- something we've learned watching a lot of movies this month, last month. I didn't know that about myself before this month, last month. <laughs> Carla's
0: always passing judgment of like whether they should have been killed or not. <laughs> One effect that I really like is that reverse fog, which I'm sure they were just literally running the camera backwards or running the film backwards, but the fog being sucked back into the earth Mm -hmm. is really cool. This is, Carla, about 10 minutes in. I forget what this is called. Resident Evil 2? (laughs) One thing that I kind of noticed watching these two movies is this is a very limited genre that Bruce Campbell is the master of. Mm. So he was lucky that he hooked up with his friend, Sam Raimi, because whatever skill set you need in order to do an Evil Dead movie, Bruce Campbell has. Yes. Uh I mean, it's over the top, certainly. It's maybe not for everyone's taste, but uh, he's very enjoyable.
1: I didn't realize – when did I realize that that was Bruce Campbell?
0: Well, I think I have a quote to that effect. Oh, okay. I'm but, sorry.
1: I'm jumping ahead here.
0: So what was your familiarity with Bruce Campbell going into these if you've never seen these movies?
1: I I know him as a thing that exists in the world.
0: He just, He has a huge cult following.
1: I think in my brain I confuse him with the porn guy. Who's the famous porn guy?
0: <laughs> oh, God. Ron Jeremy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why
1: i don't know because i think they were both in movies i never saw and i knew that <laughs> they were famous and they had kind of standard guy names
0: uh-huh <laughs> bruce campbell ron jeremy <laughs> <laughs> i guess we're gonna have to do a ron jeremy <laughs> <laughs> trifecta at some all point of those
1: names are could be first names too
0: i guess so Tracy Lords, by the way, auditioned for Army of Darkness for the uh, for the princess role.
1: How did she not get it? Uh,
0: <laughs> I don't know, but they did later cast her in Hercules. Um, Sam Raimi also created Xena and Hercules, by the way.
1: Really? Yes. Xena, Warrior Princess?
0: Xena, Warrior, that Xena. That
1: yeah. TV show that was on forever? Yeah. That was in syndication forever? Yes. He created that? He did how did I not know these things? I'm so embarrassed.
0: (laughs) And Ted Raimi, who is Sam's brother, always appears in all of his movies as various creatures. So he's like a lot of the possessed demons in the cellar, uh, in this. And he was also a recurring character in the Xena and Hercules world. Yeah. I mean, this movie doesn't fuck around getting to the goods, like right away there that there's very little backstory. They're in the cabin. Uh, they unlock the demons, Ash gets possessed. Uh, shit goes down. Uh, he fights his hand.
1: That's my favorite part. I mean, that's when I was like, "Oh, this is a comedy."
0: This is—it's just full-out slapstick. Yeah. I mean, his hand becomes possessed and starts fighting him.
1: Get out of my hand! <laughs> Did he you say that? I can remember him saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my hand! I think he says that.
0: Uh that's possible.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm 99% sure he said that.
0: When Dancing Dead Linda comes back and starts taunting him, Carla said, "What is going on in this movie? Is she doing ballet?" <laughs> and there's almost a similar callback in Sam Raimi's Drag Me to Hell, which is a movie I love, uh where there's like this goat demon that's kind of oh, prancing yeah. and, and taunting
1: that's a great movie we oh we didn't cover it because we've seen it so much
0: we watched it only a couple months ago yeah so it felt too soon
1: maybe we'll do it next year
0: okay wait are we doing this again next I'm year
1: promising nothing
0: <laughs> here's carla and bruce campbell he's gonna have a major concussion if he gets through this maybe that's on ash ash is gonna have a, <laughs> among other things he's gonna have a concussion <laughs> Carla said, This is weird. <laughs> and I wrote Too Cartoonish for Carla. And it occurred to me that you, in general, are not a big fan of cartoons.
1: Yeah, that's you're, true.
0: You're not anti them.
1: I'm not anti cartoon.
0: You've seen most Pixar movies, but you don't really seek them out. And it's never something that you're into rewatching. And I'm wondering if cartoonishness whether it's literally animation or whether it's live action cartoonishness creates a distance for you because you like to identify more deeply with characters and feel more deeply well
1: i am a fairly deep and thoughtful
0: person
1: (laughs) (laughs) and um i appreciate that description i'm going to use that for my bio on my website (laughs)
0: I mean, like, Toy Story 3 is probably, uh, you know, when, when stuff gets emotional, when you can really feel for the characters, I think you, you like yeah, that. Yeah, but I don't but... need to
1: see that ever again.
0: See, that's the thing. You, you don't want to rewatch animated movies. But
1: I love it when people fall down. Is that considered cartoonish? Well,
0: that's classic cartoonish.
1: <laughs> I like slapstick humor, though.
0: Yeah. You like pratfalls and silliness more than I do.
1: Yeah. I love it when people try to jump over something and fall.
0: Okay, well,
1: like I, a banana slip thing makes me laugh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I guess you're hard to pinpoint, then, Carla.
1: I'm, you know, I just have a lot of layers.
0: <laughs> you contain multitudes of weirdness. Uh, here's Caroline Ash again. This guy can't catch a break. Now, the when the eyeball shoots out and goes into the woman's mouth. Uh, yeah. which is just like wonderful, like Looney Tunes mayhem. Carla said, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, a bunch of people hold up in an abandoned house is the classic horror setup, right? Time and time again, we've gone back to hold up in a cabin and we're about to do it in our next two movies yeah. on the next episode as, as well. It's
1: true, bruh. It's true.
0: It is the horror trope. And so the daughter of the professor who had unearthed the Necronomicon and her boyfriend also show up at the cabin. And the boyfriend, like right away, becomes a demon and gets chopped up. <laughs> and Carla said, "I love how they've already forgotten about this other guy that was her boyfriend. I don't think they even acknowledge that he died.
1: <laughs> I don't think she reacted at all.
0: Like there's no trauma whatsoever. Nope. They're just, I mean, when you're dealing with demons, you just gotta move on to, gotta to focus.
1: What's going on.
0: Um." and there's a little pre-shadowing of army of darkness in this movie because as, when they're looking through the book they found the image of ash in like medieval times that it says they call this man the hero from the sky and it's him with the chainsaw uh on his hand which hasn't happened yet in in this movie mm-hmm. uh which is kind of fun so always they had intended to have a chapter of this that would be set in the medieval period cool um, and there's obviously the little coda of evil dead 2 where you see what also becomes the beginning of army of darkness, but you can see an army of darkness that they were able to spend a lot more money on making that believable. Cause it just looks like a desert wasteland right <laughs> at the end of, of evil dead 2, Um, these pages don't mean squat. Oh yeah. The, uh, The dumb, like, hick guy who uh, they discover in the woods. Who Holly Hunter's based on? What's that?
1: Who Holly Hunter's based on?
0: Well, his girlfriend, I think. Who's
1: based on (laughs) Holly (laughs) Hunter.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Holly Hunter is based on this trucker guy. Did you
1: know that Holly Hunter is a fictional character? (laughs)
0: She is. She was based on the trucker guy from (laughs) Evil Dead 2. So when he says, these pages don't mean squat, Carla said, what the fuck? This guy sucks. There's always one dummy. (laughs) And then Carla said to me, You'd be a good one of those.
1: You would.
0: Um and I said, The guy that everyone hates and wants to see die in a particularly horrible way. And I said. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already talked about a night of the living dead. That's absolutely who I would be, which is the the father in the basement. And yeah, I'd be I'd be the guy, uh the trucker in the Who one would I be as well.
1: I'd be the zombie in the basement.
0: You'd <laughs> with, be the mom. With yeah. no
1: lines.
0: You'd be the mom that Ted Brrr. Raimi played. Uh, Carla was a little skeptical about the amount of blood when somebody <laughs> dies in an Evil Dead movie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's the same thing with Nightmare on Elm Street when all that blood shoots out of the bed and you're like, there's no way that there's that much blood in one body. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's what you said. There's no way there's that much blood in his body. <laughs> and it's it's that blood that's so like cartoonishly red it's practically orange. Yeah. And
1: it's like haunted house blood.
0: It's haunted house blood, yeah. Apparently they're I think we talked about for Night of the Living Dead that they use chocolate syrup, right? Because it's black and white. Mm-hmm. And then when they started using color, the classic is Karo syrup and uh, red food color, mm-hmm. which looks great. It looks like blood. However, it's sticky and gets everywhere and it gets all over costumes. Well, there's this cheaper movie blood that they started making in the seventies that washes out right away. It doesn't leave any stain, but it looks kind of fakey. Mm. And
1: so you got to choose.
0: You got to choose. So are you going with the sticky real stuff? Are you going with the fakie, almost oranges stuff?
1: I mean, if you have the budget for extra clothes, then you go with the real looking stuff that sticks. If you don't have that budget, then you go with the cheap stuff and you just know that your blood isn't going to look real. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That's right. I just break it down.
0: But I think for this movie they because they don't mind the ridiculousness of it and maybe they're in fact even leaning into it. They're going with the faker looking blood. Got it? Um when Ash uh, attaches the chainsaw to his stump, like that's pretty iconic. Uh and this is Carla on the uh, the woman who's left alive at this point, the uh, the daughter of the uh, the professor. Uh I hope she gets cool shit too, but no, she doesn't. No. <laughs> um Ash says, groovy. The claymation was a little creepy for Carla, I think. I don't
1: remember it. (laughs) What was that?
0: Uh, There's just some demons that come alive through claymation. Uh, Carla said, please don't kiss her right now. This would not be a good time. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, how about a hug? And you said, yeah, a hug's okay. Don't you dare kiss her. (laughs) And then he gets sucked into the vortex. Carla said, ah, bummers. And sent back to medieval times. Not the restaurant, the actual times. <laughs> and then the knights pledge their honor to Ash. And that's how we end Evil Dead 2. But now cut ahead to Army of Darkness. And they reshoot this entire scene of the the Oldsmobile falling out of the sky. Mm-hmm. That is Sam Raimi's father's car, by the way, that he has... Kept alive for years, almost zombie-like, and it appears in every one of his movies Wow! in in some form. Uh, but Army of Darkness, I believe, was also a Dino De Laurentiis production, but it, they also had a production deal with Universal. So you can tell immediately that there's a lot more money yes. involved with this. There's a little flashback to Ash working at the hardware store. Uh, we see a reference to Linda. Carlos said, That's Linda? That's not Linda. That's Bridget Fonda. <laughs> and sure enough, it is. For whatever reason.
1: For a second.
0: Now, she was married to Danny Elfman at one point, right? I don't know. Uh, cause Danny Elfman wrote the March of the Dead theme for oh. the Army of Darkness, which is pretty identifiable, uh, in his.
1: Wouldn't this be like Bridget Fonda's heyday? Wasn't this like right after Single White oh, like yeah. Female? This,
0: this was the day of Bridget Fonda. Yeah. Singles and, uh, and and single white female. She
1: was in everything at this point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then after uh, Jackie Brown, she kind of disappeared, right? Yeah. But yeah, this Let's I mean look we, her up after this. <clears throat> it was the, the Bridget Zontz.
1: Yeah. Uh, and She was like, I'm going to do my, this favor for my friend Sam. I'm going to play <laughs> Linda
0: carla said this looks so much better than the first one she also said who are you trying to fool sam Raimi?" (laughs) i think because it's just repeating the same stuff from the
1: i said that because at the end of the of evil dead 2 he's like a hero and then at the beginning it's like that at the beginning of army of darkness it's like that didn't happen
0: it takes a while for them to hail him as a hero right because they're gonna throw him in the pit and and kill him it takes
1: like half the movie (laughs)
0: yeah Speaking of Pitt, the wise man is Mr. Pitt from Seinfeld, who, who is was Mr. Pitt. He was Elaine's boss. He was oh, like the yeah, yeah. the cranky old man that she worked for. He's the guy playing the wizard in this movie. I think also like Army of Darkness, it it because it has the little flashback to the past and they keep retconning the reality in each one of these movies, there's it catches us up right away and there's no need to see the other movies if you just want to see Army of Darkness.
1: Right.
0: I think um and then, <laughs> and then when he i think he's waving around the chainsaw carla said careful you could easily take off a head with that and then there was a pause and she said no carlos quotes <laughs>
1: <laughs> write it down,
0: and I did. I did write that down. <laughs> Careful, you can easily take off a head with that. So Carla has become a little bit like an actor on a reality show, <laughs> where there's, you know, the camera is there. I'm
1: wait. I'm waiting.
0: You're playing to the camera a little bit, or you're playing to the notes app on my phone. Um, so the princess in this movie is played by Imbeth Davids. Who we saw in my number one movie on Craigslist, Schindler's List, where she played Helen Hirsch the the year after this. So the one-two punch of Army of Darkness (laughs) followed by Schindler's List surely has to be one of the strangest uh, back-to-back movies in an actor's career.
1: What if Spielberg was like, I loved you in Army of Darkness? (laughs) He might have.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh. I mean, Ash just has so many great one-liners in this movie.
1: This is also the heyday of one-liners.
0: It really is. So it's a little bit of a parody of a Schwarzenegger or a Stallone yeah. movie, right? Uh, and when the the medieval, you know, prince introduces himself, and Ash goes, "Well, hello, Mister Fancy Pants," <laughs> Carly said, "Ha ha ha, that's ridiculous." <laughs> Then when the first guy gets thrown in the pit and we see a gigantic torrent of blood coming up, Carla said, come on, this again? Nobody has that much blood in their body. (laughs) Carla and Ash again, man, this poor guy cannot catch a break. Okay, so they just decided this is a comedy. I think they knew. (laughs) I I think that was the intention. Uh, yeah, to watch Carla watching the first 20 minutes or so of this movie and seeing like how much they lean into this is just a flat out comedy.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, was, was really enjoyable. This is my boomstick is another (laughs) famous line from this (laughs) because they've never seen a Winchester rifle before. Of course, the rifle from the Winchester pub in, uh, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, and then he, he kicks ass defeating like some sort of witch and, uh, and he's almost doing some magic there, right? Yeah. There's a little bit of, uh, of flying. So Carla said, how did he do that? He's just a mere mortal. And then I guess you didn't even realize it in Evil Dead 2, because in Army of Darkness, you said, oh, this is Bruce Campbell. I'm embarrassed to admit that I didn't know this was Bruce Campbell. Now I'm going to tell everyone.
1: <laughs> I didn't tell anyone. <laughs>
0: Apparently, he has a memoir about just working in B-movies, and he has incredible stories. Uh, and I think it, it... I've never read it, but it's considered to be one of the funniest... Uh, Maybe
1: that's why I know... Actor it. memoirs. What is it called?
0: Oh, is it like Confessions of a B-actor or something like that? Oh, okay. Let me look up what it's called.
1: And I will... Um, cover. cover. Cover for, for me, me, Carla. by talking about... Hand wipes. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> I just picked the first thing I saw.
0: Oh, make love the Bruce Campbell way. No, he does. He does have a book called Make Love the Bruce Campbell uh, way. Uh, but it's his original autobiography is If Chins Could Kill: Confessions of a B Movie Actor.
1: Fun. I want to read it.
0: Uh, he's also pretty good at riding a horse. I noticed. <laughs> Uh, this movie was all shot in LA, by
1: really? the way,
0: including some stuff in Bronson Canyon. Huh. Uh. <laughs> Okay, so that that famous line when he kisses the princess and says, give me some sugar, baby. Yeah. Carla said, what is happening in this movie? Is that a thing that people say because of him? Thank God you never said that to me. I would have broken up with you. (laughs) I'm going to kiss you when you least expect it and say, give me some sugar, baby.
1: (laughs) I will vomit on your face (laughs) and in your mouth.
0: Do you know what Klaatu Baratanikto comes from? Because it's a reference.
1: Clock two, what is the second part? <laughs> Barana? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Clock two, Barana Nicto.
1: Clock two, Barana Nicto. Is it Shakespearean?
0: <laughs> it's not Shakespearean.
1: Is it Edgar Allan Poe? No. Am I getting warmer?
0: It's from the day the earth stood still. Oh. What's so that? it's a sci-fi movie from the fifties, uh, where there's a giant robot called Gort and Klaatu Barada Nikto is the phrase used to stop Gort from attacking, I think. But because that was such a important and influential sci-fi movie, I think particularly for like Sam Raimi's generation of directors, I think Spielberg has referenced it as well. Like you, you see a lot of people dropping references, uh, into various movies.
1: Men love to do that.
0: <laughs> uh one other reference thing I meant to mention is uh in in Nightmare on Elm Street, she's watching the original Evil Dead. Right? Oh that's what she's... When she's trying to stay awake, she's watching the original Evil oh, Dead. Oh, I didn't realize that. And so they dropped a little Nightmare on Elm Street reference into Evil Dead 2 to kind of pay the favor back to Re- Wes Craven.
1: What, did, what was the reference?
0: Uh You can see the the clawed glove of Freddy Krueger, which hangs in the cabin's basement and tool shed.
1: Really? Yes. How did I miss it? <laughs> That's funny. Men. Love to do that stuff. <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying that, <laughs> but it's making me laugh.
0: <laughs> and so, when the uh, when the demon is chasing Ash through the uh, through the woods, in army of darkness, and he hides in the cabin, and now it's bumping up against the door. Carla said, "I love how it can fly through the air at warp speed, but it can't get through doors." <laughs> Uh, but then I love the, the scene where he shatters the glass and then it splinters in all the tiny little ashes.
1: Yeah, it's great. That
0: then go inside of his body.
1: That's such a fun.
0: I mean, as a, like a comic set piece, like that's, it's pretty brilliant. Uh, and then he like drinks boiling hot water, right? To try to kill the, the ash that's inside him. And, uh, and then he, he, what, burns his face on the grill, right? Yeah. So Carlos said, oh no,
1: oh no, oh no, that's disgusting. And he doesn't have a burn mark? (laughs) He's a superhero in Army of Darkness.
0: (laughs) He is. And then there's an evil ash that he ends up battling, and that's just more Three Stooges Two-headed ash. As well. What's that?
1: There's a two-headed ash at a certain point.
0: There is a two-headed ash, that's right. Um... (laughs) Now during that scene where he's trying to say the phrase Clatu barada Nikto in front of the book of the dead you interpreted a joke uh in in a completely different way <laughs> Which I think is probably inevitable in 2020, right? Because he says, I'm trying to think of an N-word. Yeah. And in 1992, I don't think the phrase the N-word was thrown around in the way that it is now. The joke in the movie is literally, I can't remember the third phrase, but I do remember it starts with N. And then he tries to say it under his breath so the book doesn't catch that he miss said the phrase. Right. But Carla thought he literally... (laughs) Was, was trying to say the N word as we know it in 2020. Yeah.
1: I'm pretty stupid though.
0: But no, I think like anybody who doesn't know the context of the time would interpret it that way now. I think it's a totally valid way and it totally makes it seem like uh, a joke that, a joke that should be canceled that like does not fly at all. But I don't think that's what they intended in any way. It occurred to me that this movie is almost like Princess Bride for a harder-edged crowd.
1: Yeah. If
0: you wanted more gore and cursing in your uh Princess Bride, that's what Army of Darkness is.
1: Yeah.
0: Less goody-goody. I can see that. Uh The skeletons are pretty incredible,
1: mm-hmm.
0: by the way, like, as an effect. Yeah, I think... This movie is, is really funny, really enjoyable, but I think by the time they actually get into the fight with the army of darkness, the skeletons, like it gets a little redundant Mm -hmm. after a while. I feel like just like Shaun of the Dead, like it's so hard for these horror comedies to sustain themselves for their their length. I I just felt like it it loses a little oomph in the back half.
1: I can agree with that.
0: Um. (laughs) Carla said, I love how this guy who was just trespassing at this cabin, and hook up with his lady is now like a superhero. <laughs> Here's Carla on the context of the time. In 1992, I was 12. I would have been too cool for this. <laughs> <laughs> and I love at the end, he's back at his shitty retail job. Yeah. When, he, when he goes back to the present day, name's Ash Housewares. Uh, and then uh Hail to the King, baby. <laughs> this is like one liner at the end. Carla said, that is a ridiculous movie. It was fun. Was it Lost Boys fun? I don't know about that, but it was fun. <laughs> they shot an original ending that's more of a bummer says, Ash miscounts the amount of potion needed to be able to correctly return to his own time. As a result, he wakes up in a post-apocalyptic future where human civilization is destroyed and he screams in dismay at having overslept. Universal Pictures objected to this climax, feeling it was too negative in tone and a more optimistic ending was filmed and ultimately incorporated into the theatrical cut.
1: I think that's the way to go.
0: I think that's the way they, to go, too, especially for such a silly movie. Yeah. Like, give him one last triumph at the end. Totally. So there's been a TV series Ash vs. Evil Dead
1: oh. that they
0: made in the last few years. They also did a reboot of the original Evil Dead. I remember watching it and was bored stiff by it and I don't remember it trying to be funny at all. I don't know. But I think it was made with Sam Raimi's blessing, but it, it was made with a with a new director.
1: What was Ash versus Evil Dead like?
0: Uh, I think that was more in keeping with the tone. I haven't seen an episode was Bruce of it, but Bruce Campbell plays Ash.
1: So he's like a 50-year-old?
0: Well, more like 60-ish, yeah. Like a
1: 60-ish-year-old fighting the dead? Yeah. Huh.
0: I think he's Ash like years later. I'd watch it. And he's still working at the hardware store. Oh, and I- bummer. <laughs> and he's got a couple of younger, hotter co-workers that are in it with him.
1: That, of course, are totally into him. Yeah.
0: Played by Courtney Cox and Franklin Jones. (laughs) What letter grade would you give Evil Dead 2, Carla? B. I would give it a B as well.
1: I would watch it again. I didn't love the experience of watching it, but that's just because I wasn't sure what I was watching. But now that I've seen it and I can understand where the tone is all over the place, I think I would enjoy it again.
0: Now that you know what you're in for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Army of Darkness? B plus. I give it a B plus.
1: Whoa, we're well. so alike.
0: We're in complete agreement on these movies. You want to do a little khaki theater?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Well, I liked uh what we did with zombies, where I'm just curious what Craig and Carla would do in different situations. So I think what if we're at a cabin in the woods? Oh, by the way, I should mention that. Evil Dead Two was shot in North Carolina, very close to my parents' lake house. Really? So we actually could go and find those woods. They're only about a half hour away from. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're in a cabin in the woods. We find a book of the dead.
1: Ah, <sighs> I'm gonna read this afternoon.
0: Okay, baby, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go through my phone. Clear out. I'm some not old...
1: gonna give you some sugar. What? You just call me baby. Which is, I know the lead up to, give me some sugar, baby.
0: Uh, Carla, I was not implying that at all. That I is- will
1: I will not give you sugar like that.
0: Okay, fine. I don't need sugar. <laughs> I got to go through these old emails. Uh, there's some books lying around the cabin. Just, to, just find something.
1: Oh, I found one. I'm the- going to pick this one. The oldest looking one that's creepy and shocks your hand when you pick it up.
0: Okay. What is it? A John Grisham?
1: It says Evil Dead.
0: It says Evil Dead? <laughs> oh, God. Look at that. It's got like a weird kind of gnarled face on it. Cool. Weird. Yeah, this does look scary.
1: Let's put on a movie while I read. Okay. Let's put on a Ron Jeremy movie.
0: <laughs> well, I brought uh, an entire VHS set of Ron Jeremy movies. Oh, no.
1: I meant Bruce Campbell.
0: Oh. Oh.
1: Oh, my oh. God. Craig. Craig.
0: Well, I brought porn. That's what I brought. <laughs> Holy shit, look, it's Freddy Krueger's glove.
1: That can't be real. No, it is. Ouch.
0: Ow. Oh.
1: Why did we why did we slice our fingers on it?
0: Oh god. I, when I see a shark, I, I a shark, I got to test it.
1: When I see a shark, I got to test it too.
0: <laughs> okay, well, let's take a look at this book of the dead. <laughs>
1: Karnar aster Nikto.
0: What are you saying, Carla? I'm
1: saying Karnar.
0: <laughs> it's spelled right there. Just read it right out of the book.
1: Karnar. It does
0: not say Karnar.
1: <laughs> what does it say to you? It says
0: Clatu Barada Nikto.
1: Stop saying that N word. <laughs> <laughs> oh All my right. god. Oh my god. What? I feel different. I feel suddenly evil.
0: Do you need some chocolate? Oh, give me some sugar, (laughs) baby. Wow. (laughs) Oh, man. A whole new Carla was just unleashed in that khaki theater. Carla, we are so close to being done with, uh, Craigslist spooky times. We got spooky one more time. episode to do. All right. And we're going meta.
1: Okay, what does that mean? Well,
0: meta-horror, horror that kind of references itself and comments on the genre in some way.
1: Interesting.
0: And I feel like some of the movies that we've covered already have had a meta element to them. Right. Probably these Evil Dead movies qualify, mm-hmm. right? But I think we picked three good examples of, of movies that kind of... Comment and paradise uh, the, the tropes of horror.
1: Why don't you tell us which ones they are? I know we don't normally, but since it's the last one.
0: Because it's meta... (laughs) We should just come out right and say it. So we picked Tucker and Dale versus Evil.
1: Yeah.
0: We picked The Cabot in the Woods. Yeah. And Scream, which is, of course, the prototypical meta horror movie, right? my
1: favorite horror movie.
0: Okay. So we ended on Halloween night with Carla's favorite horror movie, Scream. So please stick around for one more episode. It's going to drop... Just before Thanksgiving. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just before we know who who's president.
0: Yeah, the ultimate horror, right? <laughs> so we'll get out this uh, meta episode as soon as we can. And thanks so much for listening. The
1: list is an absolute good.
0: The list is life. Carla, can I hear what you sound like? Carla, can I hear what you sound like? Jesus
1: Christ, give me a second. Hi, this is Carla. All of a sudden, Craig's ready to go.